Spill the Tree podcast is back with season three with their hostess with the most is me. Who else could it be but me? Stay tuned for a great season three and a wonderful 2022. And please don't forget to send in the topics you would love to hear me talk about. All right, hey y'all, it's your hostess with the most is D, because who else could it be but me? We're back. We, we just finished John. We just finished John, and that was a good one. If you missed it, it is on all of my platforms. You can click the link in my bio to choose whichever platform you want to listen on. But I know people's favorite is Spotify. Second favorite is Anchor. Third favorite is Google, I believe. I believe, yeah, the Google is the third favorite. So, and there's plenty more other platforms that I am on. So go listen to John. We are starting in Acts, book one, verse one. This is the prologue. It's titled the prologue. So let's get into it. So uh, heads up, what I like to do when I read every time something has a title to it, I love to read the title just to have like a beforehand clear understanding of what I'm about to read. And then... I'll let you know which verse I'm on. If I start to go on a rant, then I jump back on. I'll be like, oh, I'm at verse da-da-da-da-da. So you can follow along, or if you just want to listen, open your ears, open your mind. Let's go. So Acts 1, verse 1, the prologue. The former account I made, O Theophilus. Theophilus. Backtrack a little bit. I'm still bad at reading some of these names and places, So forgive me for like stumbling over words and, you know, trying to figure out what I'm reading and stuff and forgive the way that I read sometimes. Sometimes it's smooth. Sometimes it's choppy. But do it matter? Because I'm reading my word. What are you doing? Anyway, so (laughs) the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he has taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given him commandments to do the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many, infallible proofs being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. The Holy Spirit promised, verse 4, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which, he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all the Judea and Samurai, and to the end of the earth. Jesus ascends to heaven, verse 9. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up in a cloud, received him out of their sight. 
And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galil, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. The Upper Room Prayer Meeting. <laughs> the Upper Room. <laughs> Verse 12. I'm sorry. Verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet. 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 Which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary of the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Matthias chosen, verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether, the number of names was about 120 and said, men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before the mouth of David concerning Judas. Who, beca- who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus, for he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. Verse 18. Now this man purchased a field with the wages of in- inequity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all this, and all his entrails gushed out. And it became known to all those dwelling in Jerusalem, so that field is called in their own language, Akel Dama, that is a field of blood. Verse 20, for it is written in the book of Psalms, let this dwelling place be desolate and let no one live in it and let another take his office. Verse 21, therefore, of those men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to the day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas and was surnamed Justus. That's a, that's, that's a nice way to spell it. And Matthias, and they prayed and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship for which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots, and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was numbered with eleven apostles. Acts 2. Coming of the Holy Spirit, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully came, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat up on each of them. 
And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The crowd's response. And at verse 5. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elements were dwelling in Mesothemia. Jude and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia. Okay, we're going to pause. Like, I really, I really, I don't hate, I don't hate it. It's not like a hate, but I really dislike these hard names. Like, it it, personally, it discourages me from reading because it's like, I feel guilty for skipping over these names. (laughs) I feel really guilty for trying to skip over these names to get to the rest of what is really needing to be said. And sometimes I feel like, is it really necessary that I know all these names or that I try to sit here and pronounce all these names? Like, it's a huge discourage for me because it's like, it's cool when it's like three names back to back to back, but it's like listing every single one of them and probably about 80% of people who are coming in trying to read the Bible can't say it. It's like, okay, headache, close the book. But <laughs> moving forward, uh, I'm just going to go to verse 11 because like I said, I'm not about to sit here and waste five minutes trying to pronounce some of these. Um, Cretans and Arabs we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, They are full of new wine. Peter's sermon, verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunks, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophecy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams and all my men servants and on my maidens all my maid servants i will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophecy i will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall I read that again? Since everyone, since everyone right now is talking about the end times, I'm going I'm to I'm go back to verse 17 and read what the prophet Joel has said. 
And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in these days, in those days. Excuse me, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I'm going to stop right there because. Earlier in the verses of Acts, I believe it said that baptized in water, but now the Holy Spirit is here. Uh, so let me go back. Let me go back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on. I should have highlighted it. I need to start highlighting. Okay, so it was uh, Acts 1, Acts book 1, uh, verse 4, the Holy Spirit promised, and I'm just going to read the whole thing. Um, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, from John, truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then we go back to Joel's promise, or uh, uh, the prophet Joel, and what he said at verse 21, the end of that uh, quote, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the question that I'm going to ask is baptism. Are, are we now being baptized with the Holy Spirit or are we still going out to be baptized by water? And hopefully that is answered in this book so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take a note and it's going to be a question are we now being baptized by the holy spirit spirit or are we still being baptized by water and i think that's a really good question i really think that's a um a very specific question because I've been wanting to be baptized for a while now and you know every time I ask somebody it's like yeah we can do that it's cool but then but then I don't ever hear anything back and what rings in my head when it comes to this is you've already said it you've already put it out there you feel what I'm saying you've already talk to God about it. You've already asked certain people if they can perform this for you through um 
you know, your people, like your family and stuff, and no one's gotten back to you for it, it's like, well, one, it feels like, am I not supposed to be baptized? Like, am I not supposed to be baptized? Or is it more so it's been out there doing these shit? It's going to come. You've asked for it. It's going to come. But are we all being, are we now being baptized in a new way that no one wants to talk about? And another thing, every time it seems like we do a Bible study so far, there's stuff that no one wants to talk about that needs to be talked about. Like when we was reading John, Jesus' new name being written on a stone. Nobody wants to talk about that. And now we just came to another ordeal where no one wants to talk about Are we still being baptized by water or are we being baptized by the Holy Spirit? Just question. I know how y'all like to tussle in the name of Jesus, but it's just a question and I want an answer. But I'm sure we're pretty much going to get the answer the more we read and the more we get understanding and stuff. So now I'm at verse 29. This is after the prophecy of Joel. So... We're at verse 29. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you for the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would rise up the Christ to sit on his throne He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised raised up, of which we all are witnesses, therefore being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out in which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into heavens, but he hins- he says himself, the Lord said, to- I'm so, I don't know why I'm reading like this. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made his made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the lord our god will call so i feel like that kind of answered the question repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of jesus for the remission of sins So is the repenting the baptism into receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit? I am going to put that in the notes. Is repentance the baptism to receive the gift of the Holy 
spirit. And so what we're going to do at the end of each book that we read, we're going to go back and look at those questions and see if we can lean on the words that we're reading in this book to get some clarification, some answers, and some understandings to these questions. But let's go on. I'm at verse 40. A vital church grows. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in apostles, doctrines and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through apostles. Now all who believed were together and had things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had needed. So it seems like we just got the answer, no? It seems like we just got the answer, no? Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. So I'm so I'm I'm so I'm thinking that they're still being baptized by water. And that's how they received the word, no? Or is it the repentance that allowed them to to receive his word, therefore being baptized with the Holy Spirit? Hmm. All right, so I'm at uh, verse 46. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity. Simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Acts 3, a lame man healed. Verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple who seeing peter and john about to go into the temple asked for alms and fixing his eyes on him with john peter said look at us so he gave them his attention accepting expecting to receive something from them then peter said silver and gold i do not have but what i do have i give you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth rise up and walk that's the holy spirit no (laughs) that's the holy spirit no we don't have power as human beings but possessing the holy spirit gives you power so i don't have gold i don't have anything to give you but i can give you something in the name of jesus okay so what you're gonna do in the name of jesus is rise up and walk amen and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength so he leaping up stood and walked entering the temple with them 
walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So let's go back to John. <laughs> let's go back to John. Because what he's saying, you might not believe in my name, but you're going to believe in my works. You might not know my name, but you're going to know my work. That's what he said in the last book, and it's that's what he said in John. <laughs> that's what he said in John. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But I just wanted to point that out. That was really nice. That was really nice. So preaching in Solomon's portico, verse 11. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness, we had or we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the God of our fathers glorified his servant, Jesus, who you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate. When he was determined to let him go, but you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So it's like you are the same people. You are the same people who crucified this man when Pilate wanted to let him go. Why are you so amazed at what he can do when you denied him? Hmm. It's, it, the math isn't math and it's not giving. It's not giving what you thought it was going to give. But in Jesus' name it gave. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> verse 17. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance and did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his, all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will rise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you, and it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet should be utterly destroyed from among the people. Yes, all, yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold these things. You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant, 
which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you, and turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Hmm. Acts 4, Peter and John arrested. Verse 1. Now, as they spoke to the people, the priest, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees, you see what I'm saying, y'all? Being a rhythm, and then that one word just trips me up for a couple of verses. (laughs) But we're going to push. (laughs) Keep on pushing. We're going to push. Um... Where was I at? Came upon them. Verse 2. Being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. So going back to John, because that is our, that's our core reference right now. And I think it's a good core reference. Um, In John, Jesus or God was like, I forgot who he was speaking to. I think it might've been Peter. Might've been Peter. And he said something along the lines of, there's... (laughs) There is no way you do not know that you're talking to me. That's what he said. There's no way you don't know you're talking to me. You know, those who accept my word hear my voice. And about how many people? 5,000. Alfred was like, mm-hmm. No, I believe, I, believe what, uh, I believe what Peter and them was saying. What Peter and John was saying. You're like, why would you kidnap them? <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> That's what they're saying. Um, verse 5, addressing the Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Anus, the high priest, Cephas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? And we're going to pause right there. We're going to pause right there. Because if, if y'all, if y'all just go up a couple verses, a couple verses, John and um, Peter definitely said, why are y'all mar- marveling over me? And, or us as if we did this on our own accord. They didn't say that word for word, but from what I'm remembering. Like, why are you looking at us like we did this? You know we did this in the name of Jesus. Like, this is not us. And every time, this is about the second or third time, every time someone captures the men of God, they're always saying, who gave you the power to do this? 
like you know who gave me the power to do this and you know I'm not doing this on my own merit but they come and they twist because they don't know the word of God they don't know about the Holy Spirit they don't know about none of that so it's always the accusation of in in my opinion witchcraft at this point (laughs) what are you doing how you doing this sorcery And it's not even sorcery. It's the Holy Spirit. What are you talking about? Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. What did I just say? What did I just say? (laughs) Verse 8. Then Peter filled with the Holy Spirit said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means has what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other for their uh nor is there salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved so in other words you you want to know who gave me the power to do this who who gave me the holy spirit the person you crucified jesus of nazareth now what you gonna do about it now what you gonna do about it killer what you gonna do about it murderer what you gonna do what you going to do? Because I can tell now you haven't even repented for what you did. Right. You haven't repented for what you did. So what about it? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> and now we're going to go to verse three, which is titled coincidentally, the name of Jesus forbidden. Wow. Wow. So instead of repenting and saying, sorry, I'm wrong. I'm ignorant. You're just going to ban his name. Let's just go keep rejecting God over and over again, huh? That's what we're going to keep doing? Just rejecting him over and over again? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> and this stuff, uh, pause, this stuff makes me, and I feel like a lot of people who do read the Bible and get really excited about the Bible, see themselves on both sides. I, I, can, I can see myself, you know, being Peter being John and stuff like that. But I can also see myself being the person who's denying God. Because what I say last time, how many times have I put worldly stuff over God? Just sitting down reading his word and me doing it now, like sitting down reading his word. I'm like, this is really fun. This is really fun. But how many times have I sat on my phone all day bored? How many times have I sat sat and watched TV all day bored how many times i've been uh just dead bored at work with nothing to do bored and it's just like you no she wouldn't be bored if you just read my word and what i like about the algorithm of social media now is like every time i scroll like every other thing that i see is like get into your word read your bible like literally but back to the subject at hand, you're going to crucify my mans, not repent, not admit your ignorance, 
not receive you're purposefully not receiving the holy spirit because you don't want to apologize and you're going to take it a step further and forbid his name baby i'm gonna say it and what you gonna do about it because you you can kill me but i won't die because i have the holy spirit i have been baptized with the holy spirit so do what you got to do because at the end of the day i'm gonna be praising who all day right okay what okay so verse 13 now when they saw the boldness of peter and john and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men they marveled and they realized that they had been with jesus and seeing the man who had been healed standing with them they could say nothing against it but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council they conferred among themselves saying what shall we do with these men for indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwelled in jerusalem and we cannot deny it but so what is it spread no further among the people let us severely threaten them that from now on they speak to no man in this name that makes it even worse So me trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, saying that they're ignorant, they're clearly not. So, so you know how like when you know something or when God reveals something to you, I don't know if this ever happened to you. So say, example, say if God revealed to you that watching porn is wrong, right? Like, now you know this, you know it is a fact, you know, he does not want you, you, you watching porn, right? And you, and you still go on to do it, but now it's like, it's, something about this don't feel right. And you have that voice in the back of your head, like, really? <laughs> you gonna keep doing it? Okay. Like, after you find out something is a fact from God, you don't feel right doing it, so then... What one would normally do is start to ease back from doing it to the point where they're not doing it anymore. And when they're not doing it anymore, it becomes to a point where they don't have the desire to do it. So baby steps, it's not all going to happen at once, obviously, but baby steps. I don't know who needed to hear that. I know I needed to hear it, but I don't know who else needed to hear that. And I said it, so receive it, hopefully. But these people, (laughs) these people so wanting to hold on to power and almost wanting the people to believe in them and not Jesus was like, well, in the name of Jesus, they did it. We can't deny it. So you can't do anything in the name of Jesus over here. Is is what they're saying. And, And you know, and you know what? Another lesson that I probably just discovered. Don't give people the benefit of the doubt. People know what they're doing. People know. People know when they see the miracles of the Lord that it is indeed the miracles of the Lord. It's not nothing else. It's not luck. It's not the universe. It's not self-manifestation. They know exactly what it is when they see it. They just choose to believe something else. Therefore, you're not being ignorant. You're being disobedient. You're being disrespectful. And I don't know about you, but but I don't think he liked disobedience and disrespect. I I don't think so. 
I don't think so. But we're gonna we're gonna push for it. We're gonna push for it. <laughs> um we're at verse 18. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. For we cannot speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they said to them, go finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they are all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years on whom this miracle of healing has been performed. Prayer for boldness. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things in them, who by the mouth of your servants, David had said, why did the nation rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth told took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your promise determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look at their threats and grant to your servants that which all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness, sharing in all things, verse 32. Now the multitude of those who believed were one of heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they all had things in common. With great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Wow. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of land or horses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each and anyone had need. Verse 36, and Hoses, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement. A Levite of country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. All right, so we're going to stop at Acts 5. So we're going to pick up on Acts 5 tomorrow. And so far, what I get from this is being filled with the Holy Spirit, no one, no one is really going to not no one, but people are going to fear 
stepping against you. Because even though they said, look, we're just going to threaten them. They're not going to talk about Jesus to anybody else. But they said, look, you know what you did to Jesus. I was a witness. <laughs> we have witnesses. You did what you did. And you know what I just did in the name of Jesus and not on my own merit. So I'm going to go on about my way. And I'm going to do what I do. You can either accept it or not. In this case, it seemed like it was accepted because they're still talking in the name of Jesus. Amen. So all things is can be done through the name of Jesus. We just have to accept the word, accept Accept God, repent, and be baptized. I don't know. Baptized in the name of Jesus. Baptized in the Holy. Baptized in the name of Jesus to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I. That's what I got. I, I don't. If anybody else got anything else, or if I'm translating that wrong, please let me know. But yeah, I, I think Acts is gonna be a good one. I think Acts is going to be a good one. I think this is going to be another book where people just going to be like, what about it? <laughs> In the name of Jesus. What you going to do? Because I'm going to do something. In the name of Jesus, whether you like it or not, because you didn't tell me to. God told me to do it. So I think that's that's another big lesson. We can't be discouraged by what other people are going to do, what other people are going to say, how other people are going to think. People know the truth at the end of the day. People know what's what. People know what's real at the end of the day. Whether they want to follow or believe it, you still have to do what you need to do in the name of Jesus when it's told for you to do it. You're going to be scared. You shouldn't be because... The only person who has control of fear is the bad man. And God's not the bad man. You feel what I'm saying? He has peace. He has light. He has joy. And he wants to give those things to us. But we have to be ready to accept it. And we have to be ready to lay our life down for that same person who laid his son down. But brought him back up. You feel what I'm saying? So... Don't be discouraged. Don't be scared about what other people are going to say or do to you. If you're doing it in the name of Jesus and that is your purpose and that is your calling, do it. Yes, there's going to be some bad days. Yes, something bad may happen to you, but you got to do what? Keep going in whose name? Jesus of Nazareth. So this one is a little short today. <laughs> this one is a little short today. But... um. It's not like we're not about to jump back and finish this tomorrow or even tonight, maybe. But definitely tomorrow, you're going to get a good one. So thank you for listening. And like I said, if I interpreted it anything wrong, please, please, please let me know. And thank you for sticking with the with the Bible study, holding me accountable for the Bible study because laziness is real. I don't want that spirit anymore. You feel what I'm saying? You got to go. And I I do feel like reading the Bible is a part of my purpose. Getting to understand the Bible is a part of my purpose. So I appreciate anyone who is joining the ride with me, getting the word with me. And I hope you feel better. Like I hope whatever anybody is going through, you feel better because you have the opportunity to read along. Thank you. And 
again, this is not something that I'm doing for self-gratification, self-satisfaction. Baby, I just want to get close to God. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm trying to be on the right side. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be on the right side. <laughs> but I'm going to check out. I'm going to check out tomorrow. I'll talk to y'all later. Hey, babes, we're back. We're going to jump back into uh, Axe. We're going to jump back into Axe. It's your hostess with the most is D because you're going to be with me. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into it today. Um, here we go. We are starting at... I think we finished at Acts 5, I believe. Or we're starting Acts 5 today. So laying or uh, lying to the Holy Spirit, Acts 5. Um and before we get started, so the plan is for these Bible studies is to actually, you know, finish each chapter and not just jump around, jump, jump, jump around. It's really to get the whole chapter in um if i do ever feel like i'm called to read something else then i'll definitely do it and then we'll jump back into the chapter that we haven't finished and if you hear me taking long breaks this time i gotta get my water in i gotta get my water in so let me tell you about my dream it's a little weird it's a little it's a little weird i don't know what's going on but I think I had a, a lot of discernment in my dreams. I had so, something was protecting me in this dream, but I, it, I, it still felt like something right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I'm walking down. Okay, so I I I live in Arlington. And if if you're familiar with Arlington, you're familiar with Columbia Pike. So I'm walking in between Columbia Pike and is that Falls Church? Yeah, Falls Church. So <laughs> if you know, you know. So I'm walking between there or whatever, and I have my daughter with me, and she's in a diaper. It's so weird. And you know, I'm keeping an eye out for, her, but I'm also I'm trying to get directions somewhere, and then poof i end up in in a building and i'm dressed very provocatively like i had a body yaddy in this dream <laughs> i had a body yaddy 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 not a body in this dream and my daughter's gone but uh, she's just gone like she's gone and I'm, I'm dressed some type of way and i'm in this building and um i forgot what my friend in this dream, my friend or my coworker in this dream or whatever, I guess it was a bar. I was working at a bar and I was dressed really provocatively. And she was like, yeah, you know, have some drinks and you're going to come back in this room. And you're going to, you're going to make some money. But I felt like she, she put like a, a funny name to it. Like, okay, you know, sure. I do need some money or whatever. So I, I, I take some drinks, but I'm not like, I'm not drunk or anything. I don't have the feeling of I just drank or anything. So I walk in this room. I walk in this room and she was like, yeah, we're going to take you back here. But she, once we got to that second door, I just, I, you know, I heard sounds of, you know, sexual activity and stuff. And I automatically, and sexual activity and stuff. And then I heard like a baby cry or whatever. 
And something was just like, mm, no, I can't go in there. Like, it, it just gave off pedophilia going on back there in those in those rooms. So, poof, I'm, I guess I'm leaving school or I'm skipping school or whatever. Dressed in, uh, I'm just in just a hoodie. Just, just a hoodie. Like, I just have a hoodie on, no pants. And I'm like, you know, I can't go to school. I don't have pants on. So, I'm walking down the street and someone... And, like, I'm noticing, like, people in the dream are, like, noticing me. So, I'm, like, looking at people, and they're looking back at me, and this specific person ends up, like, like, so I'm walking, I'm walking down, I'm walking down the sidewalk, not the hallway, walking down the sidewalk outside of the school or whatever, and people are noticing me, not like, oh, like, that's Dornisha, like, can she see us, see her type stuff, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it it was weird like I've never really had I've never really had people notice that I noticed them noticing me in a dream before like that it was on some inception sugar honey iced tea right there and so I'm trying to avoid people bumping into me because for some reason I feel like if someone bumps into me they're going to poison me so I'm keeping my eye out for people I'm, I'm ducking and like stepping out their way and stuff and then a lady in a stroller, she just seemed like undercover, like FBI type stuff, like lady in a stroller. And then she appears in front of me and she gives me a cup of, I guess they're, they're doggy treats. But then, you know, in a dream, you look away and you look back at something and it, and it changes. And then it was like little pretzels or something. And then like, little, it was just little treats. It was little treats in a cup. And she was like, eat this if you want to feel our pain and stuff. And, you know, I look at the trees and then I look up and everybody's gone. I'm still standing on the sidewalk outside of this big school. And I'm just looking at it like, I want to eat it, but I, but I know I'm going to die if I eat it. You feel what I'm saying? And then my husband wakes me up and I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so mad because I was on the verge, I feel like, calling Jesus' name <laughs> or like eating eating the snacks and I'm just like uh, I don't know what it means either I wish I was just sleep a little bit longer so I can call on the name maybe he'll come and visit me in a dream uh I don't know but that was a dream I, I know nobody's really like a dream interpreter for the Lord anymore but my theory is the whole going back to John in the earlier Bible study, in the first Bible study, Judas, you know, refusing God's grace when he says, you know, you're going to betray me, but you know, you can always accept my grace. Because the person said, you know, if you eat this, I'll, you know, you'll fail and I'll show you our pain. And I'm like, who's pain? Who wants to feel somebody else's pain? Like, uh, but then like the urge to call on Jesus, but then I was waking up and I was like, mm, come on, man. So I, I don't know, but connections, I think so. But we're going to jump into, um, Acts five, verse one, this is titled lying to the Holy spirit, but a certain man named a name, mm, Ananias with Seph. 
Safira, his wife, sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceed, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, 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 why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own? Was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. It's like, you ever, you ever talk to somebody who's just highly favored, highly blessed, and you probably don't even know. And you don't even know. And you lie to them. And, and you're just like, dang, how do they know I'm lying? <laughs> and it's like, when you, I feel like this is saying, like, when you lie to someone who has the Holy Spirit, you're, you're not lying to the person. You're lying to God. Mm. Okay. Mm, look at me. <laughs> and then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathe his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out and buried him. Now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the... No, look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down to his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Let me tell you something. I was, oh man, I was in a Bible study the other day. It was on TikTok and it just popped up. So I decided to listen to it. I stayed for the whole thing. It was the first time I, not the first time, but catching a Bible study on TikTok, rare, <laughs> rare. And so he's, he's going on to say that, um, you have up into a point to accept Christ right and he felt like for everyone that point is different like some for some people it may be you know up until the day they die that's they have that time to accept Christ or you know he gave an example that um the Lord told someone in his family like if you don't accept me by this time in two in two years you shall perish and it's not because you know if you don't accept God within this time in two years he's going to strike you down or something like that no you're going to do things that you're going to do things that um lead you to your death you feel what i'm saying and let me and i'm definitely going to join that bible study again thursdays at eight i'm going to hopefully i remember to get his name and you know tag it and stuff in the comments and stuff 
But that's that's funny because she could have came in and told the truth. Like she knew of the lie. She partaken in the lie. She gained from the lie. And because this is why you should tell the truth all the time, like no matter what, because you never know who you're talking to. You don't know if if God is sitting in that person right there in front of your face and he asks you a question. You need to take people asking you a question as if they already know the answer. Already know the answer. Like even if it's going to hurt, even if, even if it's going to... I don't know, hurt their feelings or whatever. You have to tell the truth because you never know who you're talking to. And it is hard. Sometimes it's hard to tell the truth, especially if you've been lying for so long, been sneaking in and stealing for so long. (laughs) But yeah, he was saying you have up to a certain point to accept Christ. And then after that, if you haven't gotten it by now, then you're not going to get it moving forward. You feel what I'm saying? And this, I feel like, is definitely a um a testimony to that. You know, easily could have told the truth. Easily, easily could have repented. Easily, but no, you 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 chose to lie, not to man, but to the Holy Spirit. And now you t- you've taken your last breath. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And not only, and not only. Not only did you lie to the Holy Spirit, but you stole from the Holy Spirit. And you thought he wasn't going to know. There's eyes everywhere. You, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so now we're at um, verse 12. And this is going to be subtitled, Continuing Power in the Church. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, and at least the shadow of Peter's passing by might fall on some of them. Also, a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. Verse 17, subtitled, Imprisoned Apostles Freed. Then the high priest rose up and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees. Sadducees? I feel like I'm not saying that right. And they were filled with indignation. Ooh, we'll see what indignation, jealousy. So they were jealous, all right? And jealousy comes when you don't possess the Holy Spirit. If you possess the Holy Spirit, you will understand you are at the position that you need to be in. Mm. I think that was a word for me. I think that was a word for me. (laughs) I think that was a word for me. And laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that they entered the temple early in the morning and taught, but the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought 
Verse 22, subtitle, Apostles on Trial Again. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. I don't know why I feel like I need to say this, but have you ever been in a position? Have you ever been in a position where so, like just someone had you pinned against the wall and you just didn't know what to do? You prayed to God and the next day you're just out of a jam and you're like, oh, <laughs> and the people around you are like, how you get out of that? Well, I'm I'm about to I'm about to give you my testimony. I'm about I'm about to show you. Like I can I can give you I can give you a number of stories mm-hmm. <laughs> about me being in a jam, my, about me being in a jam, and I think I've already told one of the greatest stories, one of the greatest testimonies of my life on my channel already. But we'll get into that. We'll have like a day of like testimonials, and I want to hear everyone's testimony because sometimes we gotta. We don't take the time out to thank God of what he's already done in our life. God don't want to hear you asking stuff all the time. How about thank me for 2014? Thank me for 2016. Thank me for 2022. Something. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what he's saying. Like, So thank you, God. Let's, let's stop and say thank you, God. Because honestly, if, if you wasn't in my circle, if you wasn't watching over me, if you... It, you feel what I'm saying? If if I wasn't jumping in and out of getting to know you, you probably wouldn't even care if I was still here right now. But the fact that an individual, me, and anybody else who's ever been in a situation where one day you're hot, one day you're cold, one day you're hot, and you just keep jumping back and forth of getting into the word, getting into the relationship, and then hands off, getting into the word, building a relationship, hands off. But it's okay because every time you, you get into the word, like it, the, 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 the spirit gets hotter and hotter. The connection gets a little bit deeper and deeper. And then you find yourself on the days where you're hands off. You're still thinking about God. You're still thinking about what he thinks, what he knows, how he feels, you feel what I'm saying? He knows you're coming back. So, so that point of you're not going to get it if you don't get it now, that's not you because you're getting it. You're getting it. You know what I'm saying? You're getting it. You keep coming back. And I know you're going to keep coming back. And every time you come back, it gets a little thicker and thicker. It gets a little thicker and thicker. Every time you come back, it gets a little thicker and thicker. So the days that you're away aren't as long as they used to be because you keep creeping back. You keep coming back and not because you want things and and not because you need something, but because you really want to get to know who I am is what he's saying. You really want to get to know who he is, the relationship that y'all will have. You're going to have what you currently have Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm at um verse 24 now. Acts 5 verse 24. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So no one came and told them saying, "Look, the men who you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people." 
Then the captain went with the officers and bought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And they... (laughs) And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intended to bring this man's blood on us. First of all, 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 hold up, hold up. You're a man telling me not to preach in Jesus' name. Who are you? Who are you for real? You're jealous. You're jealous of the Holy Spirit? That's weird. You're jealous of something you can't see. You're jealous of the vengeance or you're you're fearful of the vengeance that you so deserve because you hold so much jealousy. I, oh no, I'm, I'm in Jesus' name. I'm I'm going to say what I need to say. When he tells me to say it and how he tells me to say it, it's going to get said. You feel what I'm saying? Um, I'm not about to stop bringing people to salvation because you don't want me, you don't want me to preach in his name. That's not how that's going to work. And if you know anything about the Holy Spirit, if you know anything about having a connection with God, not your God, but, 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 but Jesus's father, God, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to win. <laughs> You're not going to win. And at the end, at the end, when when the apostles obtain eternal life and you get turned away because he never knew you, you can't be mad at me. You have to be mad at yourself and you have to take accountability for the things that you tried to get me to do that did not succeed. Go on. Verse 29. (laughs) But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. <laughs> okay. The God of your father raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. <laughs> I'm not bringing his blood upon you. I can't do that. I can't do it. You did what you did. You're going to get what's coming to you. So enjoy your worldly possessions now. Enjoy them now, but don't forget who hung who hung Jesus on the tree? It wasn't me. It, it wasn't us. And the people who probably partaken in it is sitting in the crowd right now because of repentance. But you missed that boat. You missed it because you're jealous. Oh, you see where jealousy going to get you? A closed door in the face and some vengeance that you ain't ready for. Um... Mm. Uh, verse 31, him God has exalted to right to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witness to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. So it, it even seems like currently now you still have time to repent. You're still you're still barely at that threshold of if you get it, then come receive it. But if you don't, you're not going to get it anywhere past this point. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you still have time to repent. Are you going to take it? So now we're at verse 33. When they heard this, they were furious and plotted to kill them. 
Je- jealousy will blind you. Love, when Eve said love is blind and it will take over your mind because what you think is love is truly not you need to open up and find. <laughs> when you have love for worldly possessions, for high positions, for for worship, for for people to worship you, to fear you, you kill somebody. So not only did y'all kill Jesus, you you are plotting to kill the apostles. If you think, even if you took their life, even if you took their life, do you not think they're going to have eternal life at the end of this? <clears throat> Wrong. Actually, you do know that. You do know that. And and that's what scares you the most. But the satisfaction of doing bodily harm to the flesh pleases you. It satisfies the the, the Satan in you. Because now Satan's in your heart. If you you plot to kill somebody. If you plot to kill somebody. and And then you start working on that plan. You start working out that plot. Ooh. It ain't no Holy Spirit in you. The spirit of Satan is resting in your heart. Feet kicked up, chilling. Feet kicked up, chilling. And what was said in the Bible study that I was in Thursday, and I sat in on Thursday, he said the devil is going to use you, and then when he's done, he's going to laugh at you. You you about to do all this, and that same jealousy, that same hatred in your heart is going to jump up out you. Because here's gonna here here comes the guilt. <laughs> you gonna you gonna get the guilt, and you are gonna get the fear, and it's all going to sit outside of you and laugh at you in your face when you ultimately have nothing. When you have nothing, it's it's going to be a big joke. You're going to be a big joke to the very thing that pushed you to be a murderer. Mm-mm-mm. Verse thirty-four. Then one, then one, and the council stood up, and Pharisees named Gamaliel, Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, held in respect by, ooh, excuse me, held in respect by all the people, and commanded them to put the apostles outside for a little while. And he said to them, men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what you intend to do regarding these men. For some time ago, Theodos, 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 I can't say I hate somebody's name because name has meaning, name has power, you feel what I'm saying? But my, my, my Lord, please, please give me clarification on these names, please. <laughs> I, I don't, I do not like saying them wrong. Like, I feel like I'm being very disrespectful saying them wrong and then taking the time out to pronounce them. And I'm still taking the time out to pronounce them to pronounce them wrong. <laughs> oh, I feel so rude and disrespectful. Rose up claiming to be somebody, a number of men about 400 joined him. He was slain and all those who obeyed him were scattered and came to nothing. After this man, Judas of... 
Galilee rose up in the days of the senses and drew away many people from him. He also perished and all who obeyed him were dispersed. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan of this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it is of God, you cannot overthrow it, lest you even be found to fight against God. So, I know I think I kind of spoke on this on the first Bible study. Or maybe, maybe, maybe I just heard it somewhere. I'm not sure. But it, it said that once something is revealed to you, once something is revealed to you, you can't, you can't move forward in purposeful ignorance is how I'm going to say that. You can't move forward in purposeful in, in ignorance. So he, it's saying that if these men are doing stuff that are the work of men, they will for sure, they will for sure perish. And the people who follow will have nothing. So you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. So even if you don't believe that Jesus is who he was, that these people are who they say they are, you still don't have to do anything. You, you still can have, in a sense, clean hands of what you're planning to do. You, do, you, don't, you don't have to be a murderer times two. Even you don't have to be a murderer at times too. You you absolutely do not. But if they are who they, if these apostles are who they say they are, you're fighting God. And you're not going to win. You're not better than God. So either way, if you still do what you do, and you have to answer for what you did, you can't say, oh well, I didn't know. I thought I was doing your work. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That, that's, 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 that's. <laughs> no, because Pharisee just told you all of this and you still went and did what you did. You, you're not about to sit. You're not about to sit in front of God's face and say, oh, well, I didn't know. Yeah, you did because someone told you in plain English. They they was not speaking, they was not speaking figuratively, they was not throwing riddles at you, they said it in plain English, clear as day. You should not have done anything. You shouldn't have done anything, but your jealousy is is ignoring is ignoring grace right now. Cause to me right now, this is grace. <laughs> this is grace to me right now. Actual literal grace, like don't do anything, relax, go on about your business, go on about your business, don't do nothing. But you about to sit here and fight God, you're crazy, you're crazy. <laughs> Verse 40, they agreed with him and when they had called for the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. So they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name and daily in the temple in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ <laughs> so, so you what you beat him for what you beat him for because beating them is better than killing them 
Okay. Acts 6, 7, chosen to serve. Now in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenist, Greek-speaking Jews. Okay. Because their windows were neglected in the daily distribution, then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Verse 5, and the saying pleased those whole, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose, they chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, Antioch. It's baffling how difficult these words are. It's baffling. It's <laughs> it's baffling because it's like yo, like I'm. I'm Am I sinning because I'm not saying these right? Like, I don't know. Um, and they sat before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they had laid their hands on them. Then the word of God spread, and the number of the disciples multitude greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Steve, uh, Stephen accused of blasphemy. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedom. Uh, it says, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia in Asia disputed with Stephen, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the whole in the spirit by which he spoke. Then they secretly induced men to say, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him, seized him and brought him to the council. What? So because they were unable to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke, So because, because he had so much wisdom and he had so much power in the things he was saying and they just couldn't resist it, blasphemous. Is, is, that, is that my understanding? Is that my understanding? Be, what? Because he has the Holy Spirit is, is what I'm getting. They called this man blasphemous and they got together and plotted. To bring him to the council. They also set up false witnesses who said this man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place in the law. 
For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council looking steadfastly at him saw his face in the face of an angel. So if if I'm interpreting this right, which which I just kind of interpreted, I'm, I don't want to say in my own way, but as much of the understanding of what I just read, I've interpreted. Really just tried to set this man up. But the council sees an angel when they look at Steve. So they're like, somebody lying. <laughs> somebody lying. <laughs> Act 7. Stephen addresses the call of Abraham. Then the high priest said, are these things so? And he said, brethren and fathers, Listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. Then he came out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran, and from there, when his father was dead, he moved him to the land in which you dwell now, which you now dwell, and God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on, but even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession, and to his descendants after him, but God spoke in this way that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land that they would bring them into bondage and oppress them 400 years and the nation to whom they will be in bondage i will judge said god and after that they shall come out and serve me in this place then he gave him the covenant of circumcision and so abraham begat isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day and isaac begot Jacob and Jacob begot the 12 patriots. So oh, Okay. What I believe what I was saying back in John is we understand or we know who your um, who you're a descendant of, we get it. But it seems like most people who are the descendants of such and such haven't gotten into their word, haven't probably these people who are, oh, you know, da, 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 haven't really received the Holy Spirit. Because uh, what did Jesus say? What did, what did God say through Jesus if 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 you if you know my name and you know my voice, you will hear me. I, I don't I don't think they heard him. I don't I don't think they got into their word. I don't think they when you don't like what you hear, make it a little more simple. 
When you don't like what you hear, you're not going to accept it, especially when you were promised something. But but a lot of times throughout the Bible, when somebody is promised something and then they start to fall off and create sin in these places, there has to be a judgment. There has to be a punishment for what you do. Everything we do, there is a consequence, whether the consequence is a blessing because not all consequences are bad. I learned this a long time ago. Just because a word is heavily associated with something negative doesn't mean it's always negative. You feel what I'm saying? Some consequences are good. You feel what I'm saying? You make, you make all A's in school. Your parents may give you a consequence of a later curfew. You feel what I'm saying? Or going out with your friends on days that you shouldn't go out with your friends. Those are good consequences, but we call those rewards. We call those benefits and blessings and stuff, but they can also be under the, the, the word consequence. Not everything that we associate with something bad is bad. Those are good consequences, but when you do bad stuff, you get negative consequences So yes, you, you, you inherit on the land, but guess what? You, you missed the part about 400 years of being in bondage. But after you come out of that bondage, guess who you're going to give the glory to? You, you didn't want to do what you have to do. You didn't want to accept me. Or this is what he's, I feel like he's saying to me. Um, <laughs> you, uh, this is what I'm interpreting the best way I can. You didn't want to accept me. You didn't want to believe in me. You didn't, you didn't want to believe in my name. And you, you, didn't, you didn't want to believe in my works when I was being lenient and nice about it. So now I'm going to show you. I'm, I'm going to put you into a position, or you guys have put yourself in a position to where now I'm going to have to show my tail fan. <laughs> I'm going to have to show my tail fin because at the end of the day, God gets the glory. Mm. Mm. We're now at verse nine. (laughs) Acts six, verse nine. (laughs) And the patriarchs becoming envious sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, 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 there we go, okay, and our fathers found no sustenance, but when Jacob heard that there was Grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, 75 people. So Jacob went down to Egypt and he died. And he are, and he our fathers, and they were carried back to Sechem. And laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamar, the father of Sechem. God delivered, delivers Israel by Moses. Ch- uh, not chapter, but verse 17. 
But when the time of the promise drew near, which God has sworn to Abraham, the people grew in multitude in Egypt till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dwelt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. At this time, Moses was born and was well pleasing to God and he was brought up in his father's house for three months but when he was sent out Pharaoh's daughters took him away and brought him up as her own and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians it was mighty in the words and deeds verse 23 Ooh. that was a little itchy verse 23 now when he was 40 years old it came into his heart to visit his brethren the children of israel and seeing one of them suffer wrong he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the egyptians for he supposed that his brethren would have understood that god would deliver them by his hand but they did not understand and the next day he appeared two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them saying men you are brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? And then, at this saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when 40 years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight and saw he drew near to observe the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning and have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge, is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. Uh, verse 37, subtitle, Israel Rebels Against the God. Against God. This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, the Lord your God will rise up for you and a prophet like me from your brethren, him. See. Okay. Shout here. This is he who was the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us whom our fathers would not obey but rejected, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us, as for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what 
has become of him. And they made a calf in those days, offered sacrifices to the idol, and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven. And it is written in the book of the prophets. Verse 43. Did you offer me slaughtered animals and sacrifice during 40 years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You also took up the tabernacle of Malak and the star of your god Rimphon, images which you made to worship, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Moral of the story. <laughs> you have to, what I'm getting is, you have to trust God e- even. Even if things ain't looking right. Even if things seems like they're falling apart. But it seems like they took it upon themselves to start worshiping something else. Sacrificing animals to something else. All that time in the wilderness. Mm Mm-hmm. We 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 gonna we gonna put a pause on that. We're gonna we're gonna put that in our notes, and we're gonna put asking for clarification. Ooh, I can't spell clarification right. Clarification done. So the reason that I, I stop and I put certain things in notes is because at the like I said at the end or during. I most likely won't go back through the notes for the chapter if during what we're reading, I already kind of clarified through the reading. But if we haven't got clarification through what we've read, we'll, we'll, we'll try to see if we can figure it out. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm on the right side. Like, I feel like I, what I just said was, was yeah so god's true uh, tabernacle i actually like that word tabernacle okay so verse 44 our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness and he appointed instructing moses to make it according to the pattern that he had seen which our fathers having received it in turn also brought with joshua into the land possessed by the gentiles whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of David, who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says, verse 49, Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all these things? <laughs> Israel resists the Holy Spirit. Of uh, uh, verse fifty-one, you stiff-necked. Oh, are we dragging people? Oh, oh, oh my! <laughs> I don't, I don't know. If you're reading along, Acts, Acts 6, verse 51, off-rip. This is not okay. 
<laughs> you stiff-necked. <laughs> I don't know why I read it like that. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in hearts and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine you sitting in a high place judging somebody. You know, trying to get them to stop worshiping who who they want to, uh, uh, the, the, the true king. Not who they want to worship, but the true king and spreading his word to bring people to salvation. And multitudes, no less. And they sitting there like, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You your daddy's son. Just like your father's, you are your daddy's son. <laughs> my, my, my. Which of the prophets did your father not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the direction of angels and not and have not kept it. So, okay, yeah. So that just that just verified what I just what I just marked up in. um. Uh, verse 42 to 43. <laughs> yes, you was promised a land, but you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You did not handle our father's business. Our father, our heavenly father, you, you did not handle the business you were supposed to handle all in the namesake of you being a descendant. So you thought you can do what you want to do. You, you thought you could do what you want to do. You you thought you could do what you want to do. But you've become nothing. Nothing but stiff-necked. Closed heart, closed ears. Because, and I say closed heart and closed ears because when you see an uncircumcised member, it's, it's covered all the way. Mm-hmm. That's why I say closed eyes and closed ears. And you, and you sit here resisting the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, and so do you. You you, you didn't even try to break break the but what we call now what generational curses is what we call it now generational curse. <laughs> you, you didn't even try to break it. All in the namesake of this is your land, but you're not handling your business the way you need to handle your business. You you have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. I'm getting hot. Hold up. I'm getting hot. I see why they be having fans in church. I'm even trying to be funny. I'm getting hot. I'm getting hot and bothered. <laughs> I'm getting hot and bothered. <laughs> well, I done lost my spot. Hold on. So now we're at um verse 54, Stephen the Martyr. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart and they, and they gashed at him with their teeth. Who, who, who are you talking to? That, that's what they say. He's talking to you. Ain't nobody else. Ain't, ain't nobody else they talking to but you. Mm. Excuse me. But, um... 
But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing to the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and ran to him with one accord. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witness laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen, so he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. When he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Mm. (laughs) That was for me. (laughs) That was for me. Um, Lately, since, since I've actually since I've started this whole Bible study thing with you guys, since I've started this Bible study thing and really getting in the word for myself and just for an understanding of what's going on, why is the world like this? I don't, I don't want to feel how I'm feeling no more. I, I don't, I don't, I don't hear you. I, I hear people talking about how they hear you talk to them all the time. I don't hear you. Sometimes I don't feel you, and I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't like that. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand that I'm covered because I'm in a situation financially that I feel like. People would have ended their life over, honestly. Like, but there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I'm here. Like, if if I if my if I was in a whole nother different financial situation, I can guarantee I would not be sitting here doing these Bible studies. I would not be sitting here trying to get the word for myself. I honestly wouldn't. And that's just me being completely honest. That's me being completely honest and being very transparent, not only with the Lord. And not only with myself, but to my flesh. I'm talking to my flesh. Let's be honest. Like, I feel like sometimes, and this might be a little tangent, but sometimes, or a lot of the times, we're afraid to confront our flesh. For what? Like, we we allow our, our spirit or our soul, when we're not connected, when we're not connected the way we need to be, we have a hard time telling our flesh the truth. And that's when our ego starts to get big. I don't want a big ego no more. But ever since I've been doing this and getting back into the word, stuff that I used to be mad about is coming back to the surface. And to be very, very even more transparent with my husband. And I, I see myself this time. I actually see myself being a a glitch it rhymes with glitch to my husband and it's like I can't tell him why because it's gonna seem stupid because my flesh is stupid (laughs) you feel what I'm saying and it, it it puts me back in a in a feeling in a feeling of hatred Hatred, like, oh, why would you do this to me? I feel like it's happening again. And whole time, if it, if it was happening again, it would have been revealed. I'd have found it. I'd have seen it. I'd have found it. You feel what I'm saying? And right here, where he says, "Lord, do not charge them with this sin." 
I, I can't charge him with something that's happened in the past and that's probably not happening now. You feel what I'm saying? I can't do that. Already apologized for it. Already, already said stuff was going to change. I have to trust the process. I have to trust the process. Mm, I have to trust the process, y'all. I have to trust the process, y'all. I have to, I have to trust God handled what he needed to handle with that situation. Forgive. I have to forgive, no less, but I trust that God forgave what had happened. Do not charge him with that because it's done. Mm. Mm. In, in, in this case, let's talk about forgiveness. When was the last time you forgave this fast? Because I'd have been mad. Hold up, God. Oh, take my spirit and let me talk to you real quick. <laughs> this is what I would have said. But but I I'm not I'm not Stephen. This is why Stephen was chosen to be who he was. Because yes, they're doing bad things. Yes, they committed sin against you through me, through 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 the apostles. Because not just through me, but through Peter, <laughs> through Peter and the other apostles, and not not only through them but directly. Through Jesus, so literally to you, for real, for real. Don't charge, but with this right here, don't charge them with this. Don't charge them with this. I'm not gonna say they don't know no better, cause yes, they do. Because what did uh Pharisees Pharisees said what they said, but yet because they, I feel like because they're doing it to another person, mm, and because the, he the, he done put the fear of God in them and put that on a heart they they didn't take that that grace so it's like i understand you don't want to take that grace but what you do to me is forgiven it's forgiven i'm gonna pray to god about it and i'm pray to god about it amen amen okay we're at acts eight now Ooh, damn let me get oh we're at acts eight now <laughs> saul prosecutes the church Verse 1, now Saul was cons- consenting to his death, and uh, at that time a great persecution arose against the church which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samurai, except the apostles and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamination over him. As for Saul, he made he- he made havoc of the church entering every house and dragging off men and women committing them to prison christ is preaching in samurai verse four therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word then philip went down to the city of samurai and preached Christ to them, and the multitudes with one accord, heeding the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Mm, Amen. Hello. The Sorcerer's Profession of Faith. Verse 9. 
But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samurai, claiming that he was someone great, to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And they heed him because he had astonished them with this sorceries for a long time. But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. The sorcerer's sin. Verse 14. Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samurai had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Verse 15. I'm sorry. Who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this, your wickedness and pray God and pray God if perhaps he thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. <laughs> so it just seems like <laughs> the further we get into Acts, people are really trying to fool the Holy Spirit. For real. People are really trying to um really trying to um <laughs> trying to trick the Holy Spirit. And not with money. Not with the coin. Come on, Pete. Not with the coin. Excuse me. Like, come on, Pete. Not with the money. (laughs) Not with the coin. (laughs) All right. Verse 24. We're at Acts 8, I believe. Verse 24. Then Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me that none of the things which you have spoken may come upon me. Um, verse 25. So when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many villages of the Samarites. Samaritans. Christ is preached to an Ethiopian. Verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is... This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, in Enoch, of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot. 
He was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake his chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he and he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. I don't know why my voice is starting to shake. The place in the scripture which he read was verse 33. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before his shear is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his, in his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the Enoch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they now as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the Enoch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the Enoch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the Enoch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, Azotus. In passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Mm. 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 The power of baptism, right? <laughs> the power of baptism, right? I love it. Acts 9. The Demarcus Road, Saul covered it, converted Verse 1, then Saul still breathing, then Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogue of Demarcus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Demarcus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why, why are you persecuting me? <laughs> and he said, who are you, Lord? And then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. I don't know that. Means. What is goads? Let me see if that. Okay. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city, and you'll be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were open, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Demarcus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Because what you're not going to do, what you're not going to do is, is keep trying to persecute Jesus. Y'all you, already done put my boy on the cross. Y'all already done put my boy on the cross. Why keep pushing it further? Why keep rejecting me? Because every time someone speaks to you about me, especially the apostles, you feel it in your heart, but then you continue to reject, you continue to want to persecute, you continue to want to try to kill my name, and you can't do it. And, and one thing, one thing about God is He's gonna put you in a position to where you're going to, you're going to believe Him, or you're going to continue to keep rejecting. And like I said earlier from the, from the Bible study I was in Thursday, because these are these are not my words. But it's it's ringing true the more we get deep into Acts is you have up into a point. And if still past this point, if past this baptism, you still feel like you need to persecute me and try to kill me and, and erase my name, you're, you're not going to receive it. <laughs> you're not going to receive that salvation. And at the end of it all... Devil is going to laugh at you because you didn't take heed. You didn't take heed. You didn't take every warning, every guidance that was that was given to you. You feel what I'm saying? You have up into a point, and and at that last point, it's going to be very clear about who he is, God, about who he is, and what he does, the business that he is about. It's going to be very clear what it is. And it's up to you to accept it or to reject it for that one last time. Because what was I saying back in John during the first Bible study? I, Jesus ain't going to keep repeating himself. God ain't going to keep repeating himself. He's not going to keep showing you and showing you and showing you. If you don't want to believe, then you don't want to believe. But uh, I digress and we're going to keep going. <laughs> Verse 10. Now, there was a certain disciple at Demarcus named Ananias, Ananias, and to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, and he said, here I am, Lord. Because <laughs> this, this, this is how I be wanting God to talk to me. <laughs> like, audio, audio, clear English, plain English, that's what I want. I, I ooh. Oh, like being being someone who's trying to be a Christian and trying to get trying to get that relationship with God and, you, you know, trying to understand what, what you're reading and stuff. It's it's so hard to stay focused because they, like how God was presenting and talking to his people back then very much clear in your ear. But also, I have to realize that these people are very much connected to who he is. So hearing him is very easy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. So I can hear God be like, do I need you? Do da 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 And I'll be like, oh, okay. I know I understand that. Thank you. I heard you. <laughs> but the whole, is this message for me? Am I the drama? <laughs> not, not, am I the drama? <laughs> is it me? <laughs> it, like trying to, oh, is this message for me? 
oh, is is the voice that I'm hearing in my head me or is it, oh, ooh, it's hard. It's hard, but what, what did I just say? What would I just say? Even when it doesn't look right, even when it don't sound, even if you don't like what you're seeing or what you're hearing, you still have to trust in God because he's the one presenting these messages to you. He said, here I am, Lord. I'm at verse 11. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So running back to what I said earlier is everything we do has a consequence, right? And it it, it seems like this um, Saul guy is going to receive two types of consequences, right? A good one and a bad one. Well, I wouldn't even say a good one. Right now, I would say the consequence that he deserves you're going to you're going to bore everything you deserve for the sake of my name because you didn't you didn't want to believe it you wanted to reject it and then you wanted to do harm to the people who believed in my name who wanted to preach my word because they were doing what they were told to do in the name of Jesus in the name of my son that's what he that's what I feel like God is saying but even through all that He's going to be the one that starts to preach my word and show the Gentiles that I am who I say I am. I am. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I, I do think that the part where it goes from, uh, he must suffer for my namesake to him becoming a chosen vessel to bear my name before the disciples. That's a good gift. That's, I mean, not a good gift. That's a good consequence. Because, yes, you're, 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 you're going to go through some things. But the things that I'm going to put you through is going to bring you out on the other end to be, a, to, to be my vessel and to bring others into salvation if they choose to come. But everything we do has a consequence, whether it's good or bad. But the outcome, when you, if you start to believe, because I don't know if he's going to believe yet, we're going to, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) We're going to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) Is, is, is greatness, is glorification to his name. And, and, And that's all we have to Keep our mind focused on like, yes, I'm going through something bad. Yes, I'm having terrible feelings. But if I put all that in the name of Jesus, if I put all that 
in the name of Jesus and be- and believe he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to do what what I need, not what I want, but what I need. And even if I don't like what it looks like, the outcome is going to be glorifying the name of Jesus. If you keep the focus on that through all this, I'm going to glorify the name of Jesus. That should be enough. And what in every abundance that comes with glorifying the name of Jesus is what you deserve. Because you took the time to go through what you needed to go through. You allowed him to let you go through what you needed to go through so you can glorify his name. Okay. And even if the abundance is in a new place to stay, is it more money from a better job? It's solely, <laughs> it's solely salvation. That should be enough. It should be enough. Amen. Yes. Verse 17. <laughs> and Ananias, Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hand on him he said brother Saul the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight at once and he rose and was baptized so when he received food he was strengthened and Saul spent some days with the disciples at Demarcus Saul preaches Christ. Immediately he preached the the Christ in the synagogues, and he is the son of God, that he is the son of God. Then Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on his name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confound the Jews who dwelt in Demarcus, proving that this Jesus is Christ. Amen. (laughs) Saul escapes death. Now, after many days were spent, the Jews plotted to kill him. But their plot became known to Saul and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night and let him down through the wall in the large basket. Saul at Jerusalem, verse twenty-six. And when Saul had come to, to, and when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the disciples, and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and that he had spoken to him, and how he preached boldly at Demarcus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out, and he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus, and disputed against the the Hellenist, Greek-speaking Jews. Okay. But they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. The church prospers. Then the churches, uh, verse 31. Then the churches throughout all the Judah, Galel, and Samara had peace and were edified, built up. 
and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. And Nanius Hill, now it came to pass as Peter went through all parts of the country that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydia. There he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt at Lydia and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Amazing. So um really quick, really quick, where am I at? I'm at Acts 9 verse 35. I'm I'm going to change change the translation to so it's something um a, a little bit more easy for me to read um right now I'm coming out of the King James version but I'm right now I'm going to where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Um hold on, let me So I'm sorry, I'm back. I, I quickly switched to the New Living Translation. It says that it's it's the closely translated with modern usage and and I know me probably stumbling over Everything is a little bit of a distraction. So I'm at um, verse 36 in Acts 9. There was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. See, see, I like that. I like that already. <laughs> she was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died. Her body was watched for burial and laid in, a, in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard that Peter was nearby at, Lyd, at Lydda, uh, Lydda, Lydda. So they sent two men to beg him, please come as soon as possible. Uh, verse 39. So Peter returned with them. And as soon as he arrived, they took him upstairs to the room. They took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with windows who were widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes Dorcas had made for them. But Peter asked them all to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers, and he presented her to them alive. Then the news spread throughout through the whole town, and many believers in the in the Lord. And Peter stayed a long time in Joppa, living with Simon and Tanner of Hides. Acts ten. Cornelius calls for Peter. In in Caesarea, there lived a. A Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly regularly to God. 
One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw the angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He said to the angel, and the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as as an offering. Now send some men to Jupa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. Verse 7. As soon as the angels was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and devout soldiers one of his personal attendants, he told them what had happened and sent him off or sent them off to Joppa. Peter visits Cornelius. Excuse me. The next day, as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up out. Oh. Sorry, y'all. I had to lay down. Peter. Oh, no. Peter went up on the flat rooftop. The flat roof to pray. He was. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, "Get up, Peter. Kill and eat them." No, Lord, Peter declared, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house. Standing outside the gate, they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. So Peter went down and said, I'm the man you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, We were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man. Well, res- oh, well respected by all the Jews, a holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The confirmation was quick, wasn't it? <laughs> so Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day, Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up. I am a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, You know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you, but God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. Hello! <laughs> Hello! Cause, 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 cause didn't Peter not just get the- Somebody but come on. <laughs> so I came without objection. Oh, wait. That was Peter. 
Okay, no, I thought that was a homeboy who said that. <laughs> so I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, four days ago, I was praying in my house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once and it was good of you to come. Now we're all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. The Gentiles hear the good news. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that the Lord shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what, and do what is right. This is the message of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galal, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witness, witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross on a tree. Mm. Mm. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear to appear not to the general public, but to us whom God has chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead, and he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. The Gentiles received the Holy Spirit, verse 44. Even as Peter, even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers, Greek, the faithful ones of the circumcision, who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to their being baptized now that, now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So they gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, Cornelius asked him to stay with him for several days. Acts 11. Peter explains his actions. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. Hmm? You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. Then Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. 
that's phone corners from the sky and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles and birds, and I heard a voice say, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea, Caesarea arrived at the at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me, and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and said to him, Send messengers to Jupa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you how you and everyone in your household can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then he thought of the Lord's word when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave the Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? And what about it is what he just said. Like he explained what happened, but he said, and what about it? Who am I to stand in God's way? What about it? Because if you got a problem, take it up with God, not me. (laughs) Imagine if that's how they spoke back then. This is, this is how, like, we understand, like, you know, people talking when we want it, not want it to make sense to us, but, like, when we're understanding and it's like, okay, well, he said, what about? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, verse 18. When the other heard this, they stopped objecting and beginning and began praising God. They said, we see that God has also given Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Verse 19. Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phenosia, Cyprus, and... Antioch of Syria, they preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, however, some of the believers who went to Antioch, Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. Verse 22, when the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch, 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 when he arrived and saw his evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord.
Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith, and many were bought to the Lord. Then the then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch, Antioch, Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. Mm. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up in one of those meetings and predicted by the spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judah, everyone giving as much as they could. This this they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. So this is where we're going to stop. Um, this is where we're going to stop. And the, the message or messages, because I'm probably going to talk about a few, but the message that I get from here is that no matter what we're physically, physically seeing, the vision that God gives us is the vision that's going to happen. It's going to happen whether we want to, whether we accept being the ones to carry it out because God will sure enough give it to somebody else who can carry it out if you don't want to be about your business. But whether you want to be about your business or not, it's going to be done. It's going to be done. And you can be on the right side of this story. You can be on the deadly side of this story. But it's going to be done. We all have a choice in doing what God tells us to do. And we all have a choice of mucking it up. And it's easy to mess stuff up. It's easy to fall into the worldly things. It's easy not to believe when it doesn't fit what we want on earth. It's going to be hard to do the opposite. It's going to be hard to trust in the vision when it's not matching your vision or what you want. It's going to be hard, but the satisfaction of giving the glory to God is so much better. It's so much better. And giving glory to God is so easy. We just make it hard. We, we think it's hard, so we make it hard. Our flesh doesn't want to do it. That's why it's hard, but our spirit and our soul wants to do it. Our spirit and our soul wants to do it. Amen. So let's just do it. Let's just do it. Let's just get up and do it. If God says move, move. If God says sit down, sit down. It's it's that simple. And everything else that happens around us when we move or when we sit down, we have to trust that we're protected. We have to trust that there's a reason why it's happening. We have to trust that at the end, we're going to do what? Give the glory to God because it's not of ourselves. We can't, we can't buy our way into heaven and we can't buy our way into gaining the Holy Spirit. Chase the word and it will come. Chase the word and it will come. Mm. 
and we just go stop there. Um, next, we're going to pick up on Acts 12, which is subtitled, James is killed and Peter is in prison. So thank you all for listening. I'm going to post the beginning of Acts all the way. I'm going to post, I'm sorry, I'm going to post the beginning of Acts that I recorded a couple days ago, and then I'm going to add this file to, or add this audio to that audio, post this half, this first half of the Bible study, and then we're going to try to finish from Acts 12 to the rest of, where does Acts finish? Acts finishes at 28, so uh, a little below half, but uh, we're going to get it done. 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 But thank you all for listening and check back in. Check back in in a couple days and we're going to get Axe out the way. Thank you all for listening to Poetry Podcast. Tune in next week for another phenomenal episode. And send in what you would like me to talk about next.